Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Who put love in my head? Me. (laughs) I did it. That was me. Sorry about that. I thought it was the Blossoms. No, they just wrote the song. Oh, right, okay, you did that though. They wrote the song about me. <laughs> they wrote the song about mm. you. Mm. Excellent, great news. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you, you're welcome. <laughs> I'll double check with that next time I meet up with Mr Blossom. Mr Blossom? I don't know, isn't it? <laughs> you think that the members of the Blossoms band... <laughs> Mr Blossom 1. Or I'll call Mr, Mr. Blossom. Mr Blossom 2. In fairness, it took care of the name of the band, didn't it? <laughs> what? It took care of name and the Oh, band. right, yeah, if they're all called Mr. Blossom. Yeah, so well, it wouldn't have been a long meeting. It's a good name, that, I always think. Blossoms? Yeah. Do you know what I always think? The name of something becomes good when the thing becomes good. So, like, for example, if someone said, I've got this great new uh, brand that I'm bringing out, it's called Nike, you'd be like, what? Nike? Was that even me? Mm-hmm. Stupid. That, no one buy anything with the word Nike on it. It doesn't even make sense because it's massive. Adidas. Do you buy anything with Adidas on it? No, do you say, you say Adidas, but some people say Adidas. That's because some people say it wrong. <laughs> some people also some say, people say Nike. Nike. <laughs> they also say it wrong. Do you know what? The, it's not a tick, is it? It's a swoosh. It's a swoosh. <laughs> swoosh. It's either a Nike tick or a Nike swoosh. Swoosh. I'm going for a Nike. I love the word swoosh. It's a good word, that, isn't it? It's a fantastic word. But yeah, I stand by that fact. Like, everything that is great has only got a great name because it's great. It's nothing to do with, like, the fact that it was a great name. Have you never had someone tell you something that they were inventing and tell you the name and you were like, well, that's good? No. I don't think that's quite a rare occurrence, I'll be honest. Uh, not many people come up to me and tell me they've invented something. I don't have, like, Sorry. a whole host of inventor <laughs> friends and family or anything like that. Like, oh. It's got that uncle who's an inventor, just I'll, invent stuff. I'll, I'll invent something and come tell you the name and you can see if it's a good name. Though. Do you know when I was growing up? I thought inventors would have been like a bigger thing. Because like when you watch stuff, there's always an inventor on it. Do you think people intentionally go out to invent or do you think they accidentally invent whilst trying to figure other things out? Well, no, people purposefully invent. Do they? Yeah, like scientists, well, they will invent a cure for something. Oh, good point. Like people do... Per- and, and there are people who are genuinely like... I mean, I don't think it's called an inventor anymore. I've just realised they've renamed it. It's an entrepreneur now, isn't it? What? That's not right. So instead of invented like a physical object, people are just entrepreneurs now. They just build. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 100%. That's what I think. That's what you think, so it's well, a thing. No, because you've got to think like years and years ago, like inventing something was important. Like when they invented like, I don't know, the hammer. Like it was beneficial because you could smash a, a nail into mm. a piece of wood. But like now, if you used to invent a physical thing, you'd be like, oh, well, we've already got that just in this form. Mm. So like now it's like, right, well, if I can't invent anything, I'll be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Mm. I feel very posh when I say that word. It feels like a posh word to say. Yeah, posh. Wow. <laughs> you nearly got that out without laughing at You're me. not posh. Nope. Far anyway. from it. 
<clears throat> this little um, we're doing a little mini series, aren't we? This is one of five. One of five little uh, Christmas mini series. This is a fifth of the podcast that we're going to be doing on it. Yeah, we we decided that we're going to tackle some common kind of struggles around Christmas over the next. Whilst it's well, it's pretty much December when this one comes out, isn't it? It will be the twenty ninth. Uh, it could be the 29th when this comes out of November. It will, it'll be the 29th of November. We're putting up the Christmas tree today. We are. Which is the 28th. Mm, excited for that. I've never done it in November before, but I'm buzzing about it. Yeah, well, we're not going to get a chance on the 1st of December. No, so we're doing it. Yeah, makes sense. Christmas um, day planned. But yeah, we've got a mini-series coming out, which is hopefully going to help you, as Jen said, tackle the Christmas period. I'm going to take these all the way through, all the way to the end of the year. So this is number one of five. Yeah, and we'll keep them short around Christmas, because we know you're busy. Yeah, you must have <laughs> um, But today we want to chat about our thoughts. Well, you probably already know it's in the title. I do this every week. Our thoughts on earning your Christmas food. Because as we know over Christmas, we eat a bit more, don't we, Jen? Yes, we do. But I think this thought process, that, um, the fact that maybe we eat a bit more, like Phil said, over Christmas. Oh, it's here. Someone's unmuted. Who it's is you. it? Who is it? Who is it? It's you. Who is it? It's you. Issue. It's me, it's Issue actually me. Yeah. Um, I've just had an email from someone, a proper marketing email as well, uh, from Jamie Alderton, and the title of it is, you have not got a clue what you're doing. And he's not far wrong because <laughs> I've not I've not muted my laptop, so that's very timely. Timing. Mm. So, um, eat more over Christmas, and I think there's this idea that therefore we should move more to counteract that. So, that might look like maybe training every day, training multiple times a day, training right before you eat or only eating the calories that you've burnt. These are some kind of typical behaviours that we've potentially seen or or seen people doing. Um, seen people told to do. Told to do, yeah. Which is horrific. I know. But... Ultimately, it's basically saying like I'm not allowing myself to eat this food until I've earned it. And that idea that you've got to earn the food that you're going to eat. And I think the problem with this is it's actually really, really quite dangerous. And it because it creates this belief that we don't deserve food until we've done something to earn it, which simply just is not true. Um, everybody deserves food at every point of every day. And regardless of what you've done or what you've not done, every single person deserves food. And I think... It comes down to that idea of respecting our bodies, but if we show our bodies that kind of lack of respect by not giving it food when it needs food and and this idea that we need to earn it before, that can actually start to spill out into other areas of our life and it can actually lead to some quite damaging behaviours around both food and exercise in the long run, which is really quite serious, isn't it? Absolutely. I've seen it happen too many times where it almost becomes just detrimental to everything that you're doing so there's like two sides of it there's the side where like well i can't eat yet because i've not trained and therefore you end up tired you've not got the energy to do what you need to do but as jen said it then spills out into other areas of your life you're showing yourself no respect whatsoever you're not showing your body respect your mind respect you're not showing yourself respect in regards to what you you're required to do on a day-to-day basis to be a professional to be a mum to be a friend to be a daughter whatever it is like all these things that you all these different sort of values that you have you need to feel your body to be able to do those and by saying i'm not going to eat or sorry i'm not yeah i'm not going to eat until i've trained you're not showing yourself respect exactly that and realistically when we break it down 
The calories that we actually burn through exercise are so, so minimal. And I know this shocks a lot of people when I'm, when we say it, but most of the calories that you burn on a day-to-day -day basis are burnt just by being alive. I think that shocked me. I remember when I found this out and I was like, what, what, what do you mean? And you were like, well, if you were to sit down all day and do nothing, you would still burn calories. And I was like, say what? It's <laughs> madness. And I, it's such a... I, don't, I feel like no matter how much we speak about it, we can't speak about it enough, but it's so, so, so important to know that there are going to be calories you burn without, if you stayed in, not even if you just sat down all day, if you stayed in bed all day, if you didn't, you know, if you didn't get out of bed tomorrow morning, you just stayed in bed all day, didn't move, just lay there, you'd still burn calories. I'm not saying it'd be a healthy way to live, but you would still burn. And when I say burn calories, I don't mean like a couple of hundred. I'm talking like, for a lot of people, I'm saying 95, no, 99% of people, probably going to burn over a thousand calories just from doing nothing because your body is still doing things without your, your knowing of it happening. Like your heart's still beating, your lungs are still pumping, or your um, major organs, including your heart and lungs, which are pretty major, uh, are still working. You know, blood's still being pumped around your body. Your body is still required to do things. And so, it takes a lot of energy. You know, you think of something like the brain, which is an incredibly complicated thing. And that's about as much as I know about the brain. But it's an incredibly complicated thing and it requires a lot of energy to work. And so you're probably going to burn around, and I know this is going to sound a lot, and you're like, nah, no way. Something like 60 to 70% of the calories you burn a day are just going to come from you doing nothing. Just from being alive. And that's it's crazy. Loads. And it's that's why loads. it comes down to this idea that our bodies always deserve food. Because 100%. like food is energy. Food is what keeps our body physically working. Like It keeps our organs doing what it needs to do to keep us alive. So if it's not getting enough energy, our body can't actually do what it needs to do to keep you alive. Absolutely. And then the numbers that you're probably also really now interested in is, well, if that's the case, then how much am I burning from like training? And it's, it's not really much. Like, it, you know, there's a couple of different ways we can look at it. There's, it's going to be something like maybe 3%, 4%, 5% each day, which is absolutely nothing. And I know a great stat that um, Jen found was that it takes somewhere between two to three hours running to burn off a pizza. Two to three hours of running. You've not got time to do two to three hours of running. I certainly haven't. Nobody has. Not the stamina, probably. No, I've not, no. <laughs> like, and that's just one pizza. You've still got breakfast. You've still got t dinner. You've still got snacks. Like, the ability to burn off the calories you've consumed on a day-to-day -day basis through exercise is impossible. Like, it's impossible. But as we've just spoken about, it's also not needed either. Mm. If you're already burning 60 to 70% of your daily calories from being alive, just stay alive. And I think it's really important to note as well that, like, these stats aren't meant to scare you or worry you or anything like that because it, it's just meant to give you a bit of a snapshot of how essentially pointless it is yeah, to exercise to burn calories because the amount that you would need to do to actually make an impact on the food is is a significant amount so it's like if that's your aim for exercise then it's not worth it basically no and the biggest argument we always get for this is ah you're wrong actually because i did a session yesterday and my watch said i burnt 4.9 million calories <laughs> 4.9 million it said and unfortunately, once again, we're here with some bad news. Activity trackers are up to 90% inaccurate. Up to 90%? That's 90% is huge. Like, I'd give them like, a little bit of leeway if they was like, oh yeah, we're you know, maybe like a couple of calories out. I'd be like, do you know what? Fair enough. That's a really smart bit of technology. But 90% is mad. And they've done so many different trials. Like they did one on the London Marathon where people ran the London Marathon 
Some people ran like 18 miles. Some people ran like 39. How can you be that far out? Like it's the same road, but because they had a different watch, one said they ran 18 miles, one said they ran 39. It's miles out. When we look at the actual calories burn, it's less to do with trials and more to do with the fact that if it was really tracking the calories you were burning, it wouldn't cost a couple of hundred quid for that watch. It cost a few thousand pounds, maybe mm. a few more than a few thousand pounds. The the actual technology required is so, so, so in depth that they can't actually afford to chuck it in a watch or else no one would buy the watch. And ultimately, as Jen's going to tell you in a second, there's a million and one better reasons to train anyway. But I think what's really important to know here is the watch isn't actually accurate. It isn't giving you the information that you think it's giving you. And I know that's not a nice thing to hear. And I know you're like, well, why can they sell them then? Because they can. They Mm. just can. And I'm pretty sure, I've never checked it in the small print, it'll say, oh... You can't, you know, take this as being 100% accurate. It probably will because that's just how life works. But, you know, unfortunately, as we've said, we don't burn that many calories from training throughout the day anyway. And we certainly don't burn anywhere near as many as the activity trackers tell us. And if you want a bit of an idea, you're probably burning a couple of hundred calories maybe in that workout, maybe, something like that. Maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less, but that's going to be about it. It's like 700 calorie workouts or 800 calorie workouts and a thing. Yeah. You, that 1,000 calorie burn class, which I know a gym does, you ain't burning 1,000 calories in that class. It's I've been to the 500 calorie burn and the 1,000 calorie burn. It's pretty much the same class. Mm-hmm. You just give it a different name. You ain't burning that many calories in that class, unfortunately. But I think I think the big thing, or the biggest tip we can give you on that front, if, if you're someone who feels like you need to earn your food, or if you're someone who gets really caught up in the calories that you burn in workouts and things like that, is take it off, take your watch off, have some time over Christmas without that watch on. Like, I have a Fitbit to track my steps, but that's about it. And I don't even get caught up on that. It's more just for me, like an awareness tool, just to kind of keep my eye on it. Like, I now have a really healthy relationship and like, I think I did like 3,000 on Friday and I was like, ah, that's an anomaly. Don't usually do that. That's all right. (laughs) And then like most days, I'm somewhere between eight and 15,000, like, but that's an awareness thing for me to just kind of keep checking myself like but I don't beat myself up if I don't kind of hit any specific number and things like that and I think it's okay to have a watch and be tracking your steps if you're at that point but actually if you're not at that point and you're finding you're beating yourself up for steps or you're finding that you're constantly looking at how many calories you've burned or maybe you've got it attached to my fitness pal so that it's adding calories on when you've burned take the tracker off, detach the calories burnt function from MyFitnessPal, just remove all of these triggers from your life and, and really start to think about what exercise should be for and train for strength, train for confidence, train for self-worth, reducing stress, anxiety, depression, all these really great byproducts of exercise can really, really impact us in a really positive way if we stop thinking about the calories that we burn in a session. I was going to say, I think that's why you've got such a healthy relationship with your fitness tracker. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people will say, well, if I don't have my watch on, I don't know how many steps I've done. And therefore, I don't know whether I can eat X amount of food in order to lose weight. And you can see now why that creates an unhealthy mm-hmm. relationship. Because as Jen's just said, I mean, I'm going to guess here. Jen's moving for her mental health. Jen's moving for happiness. Jen's moving because getting outside is really mm-hmm. good for you. Jen's not moving outside because she needs to do a certain amount of steps to burn a certain amount of calories to lose a certain amount of body yeah. fat. 
So what we're looking at now is it's less about the amount of steps you've done and more about the purpose of those steps. Yes. So when Jen had that day where she'd only done 3,000 steps, it's not like, oh, I've messed up my diet. It's, well, actually, if I keep doing this, it's not going to be great for my mental yes, health. Exactly. So tomorrow I can't do 17,000 steps and make up for today. That doesn't make sense. But what I can do is I can just go and move tomorrow and yeah. then have a better day tomorrow. I think, and I think that's really important. Like if my watch died and I didn't have it on, I wouldn't stop doing that movement. Like, because I do it, I, I don't do it to see a number on a watch. I do it because, like Phil said, for so many other reasons. Self-awareness as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we all, when you become more self-aware, and this is kind of one of those kind of, like, difficult things to track because there's no, like, tangible metric. There's no, like, number saying, like, oh, I'm 8 out of 10 self-awareness. Like, you can't do that. So, like, when you become more self-aware about your mental health, you start to notice dips before they happen and you start to notice peaks before they happen. So you can become more aware of... Even if you've not got a watch on, you'll probably sometimes notice, I've not really moved a lot today because I can feel that I've not moved a lot because mm-hmm. I feel a bit stuck in the house and, and I should go out and move because it's going to be good for my mental health. You don't require a watch to tell you you've only done 5,000 mm-hmm. steps or you've only done 2,000 steps, which I think is a very underrated skill to have because mm-hmm. that self-awareness removes the requirement of watches and apps and clocks and alarms to tell us what to do. Yeah, I, w- I would go as far to say as, like, the majority of people who have kind of used watches for fitness reasons probably shouldn't because of the way that they use. And that's no fault of that person. It's, I think it's more of a lack of education around the functions of the watch more than anything and the purpose that we use it for. And I think, honestly, if you're listening to this and you're like, do you know what, I do have this mindset of, like, I've got to burn this amount of calories, I've got to in my food I've got to have this just please 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 take your watch off like or disconnect it from my first spell. do everything you can to just reframe how you see exercise and and remind yourself that your body always deserves food always deserves food no matter what you've done in that day your body deserves food like I didn't eat less on Friday because I'd done less steps like I still ate the same amount of food as I normally would do but I think it can be really easy to get stuck in a, a really kind of damaging mindset if we carry on that way. So we're not saying don't exercise because exercise is absolutely unbelievable in so many ways for our mental health and confidence. And like we said, self-worth, self-belief, like all these amazing things, it's really great for you. But just don't do it to earn your dinner. Absolutely. And also, just as a quick tip, that's one of the best ways to become consistent. So this is nothing to do with this episode, but... Mm. If you're someone who's always fallen off track with exercise, you can't stay consistent, it's probably because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Probably doing it to lose weight, burn body fat, burn calories, hit a number. Of course you're not staying consistent with that. Do it for the right reasons. I guarantee you, you'll be more consistent. And you might find that you're doing the wrong type of exercise because actually you don't enjoy that type of exercise. So what exercise do you enjoy? Maybe that's something to explore over Christmas so that actually you start doing it because you love it and not because you feel like you have to. We're going off on a right tangent here, aren't we? Yeah. Do you want to put me on the spot instead? Yeah, go on then. Terrific. Okay. Got a question from someone called Laura. Fantastic. Um, so Laura dropped me a message on Instagram. She has said, <laughs> what would be the creepiest thing you could say while passing a stranger on the street? Oh. <laughs> That's a very good question. Isn't it? I love this. This is almost something that I want someone to tell me. Like I want someone to say, imagine you passed someone on a stranger and they said this, right, let me have a think. 
This could be a really awkward podcast. Oh no, don't do one of them. It's not one of them questions, is it, where you pause for 10 hours? You talk then. I don't know what to talk about. Ah, talking, 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 talking. That's not helping me I don't know how to talk. So, stranger walks past What would imagine that you're walking down the street and somebody just leaned over and whispered this in your ear? Or they saying it to me? Yeah, I think so. Am I saying it to them? Uh, What would be the creepiest thing you could say while passing a stranger? So I'm saying Sorry, yeah. Oh, it's a little bit, um, a little bit of a weird one. This it's one creepy, isn't it's it? It's very creepy. Might have to uh, edit the podcast in a second so we cut out the silence of me thinking. The silence, of unless you, you want to all hear the cogs turning in my head. <laughs> I prefer not to. Come on, pressure's on. Have you thought of something? Because you seem very adamant to push no, me on. Mine are all just like. Go on. Saw you last night. Oh wow. That is creepy. Like murdering. I watched too many murder documentaries. What? I'm going to see you tonight. I'll see you tonight? Mm. Just that? See you tonight. It's giving me the chills. I don't like this question. So what past you was that? I'll see you tonight. How would they say it? I don't know. It's never happened. Um, (laughs) Just like a, I'll see you later on. It's creepy that, isn't it? Don't. Mm. Or, like, something really unnerving, like, um, oh, no, I'm getting all weird. I've watched too many murder documentaries. Yeah, you have. I'm, like, I'm thinking well deep on this one. Too deep. I feel like it might have, it was supposed to be a light-hearted one, and I'm, like, turning it into a crime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Or you could walk past them and say, can you see me when they say, yeah, to say, no one else can. <laughs> You're the only person. You're wearing a camel me. jacket as well. <laughs> You're the only person that can see me. That's creepy. That was the that was the idea. It's supposed to be creepy. I got that one. Less murdering and stalkery than man. Just a little, bit, a little bit more lighthearted. Do you know what I'd do? I'd like stop them. I'd like excuse me. I really need to give you something. I'm like, I'm like it's really important. Don't tell anybody I've give you this. What's going on? I thought, shh. I just reach into my pocket. <laughs> they, they absolutely like it in the opposite direction. And I just pass them a half eaten banana. <laughs> and just carry on walking and be like, shh, don't tell anyone. Shh, stop. I don't think you can do that. I think there's laws against that. And then I go round the corner and I'd be shouting stuff like, if you've got a half eaten banana, I'm coming for you. I feel. You can't say stuff like that. What? Yeah, to be creepy. <laughs> Someone did that to you, would you feel creeped out? Well, yeah. There we go. I think I might be fearful of my life. Well, do you, well don't let anybody give you a half-eaten banana. <laughs> oh, gosh. I want to go to, uh, just generally giving out half-eaten bananas today now. <laughs> I don't, because I don't like bananas, so I'll have to eat the other half for me. <laughs> you don't like bananas? I'm not like, a huge fan. I wouldn't say I, I didn't know that about you. I don't like them enough to eat half of them and give them out around Manchester. Oh. Why are we going to Manchester today? Well, I just mean in general. We are going to Ben's Garden Centre today. If anyone is from the local area, you will know how incredible this situation is. It's all right. Although it can't look right, really, because we're taking Reggie. Mainly going for the Christmas markets in Ben's, because apparently Ben's do a Christmas market now. We also can't look round, because everything has a minimum price tag of a million pounds. <laughs> we went last 
last year. It was a joke. <laughs> we bought one thing, which was like this girl and thing that was, there, that was like 15 quid and Phil was absolutely outraged. It was horrific. Everyone bangs on about Bents. I've never really, I can't remember going anyway. I walked in, I was like, why is a Christmas bauble 84 quid <laughs> for one singular bauble? I was bauble? like, but look how pretty all the trees are. Yeah, but we can't afford the tree once we bought the bauble. There's nowhere to put it. <laughs> I just have to stand in the living room with a bauble in my hand. We have been deliberating whether or not we get a Christmas tree this year as well, haven't we? It's, well, there's been no deliberation. You said we should, I said we shouldn't, and so we've compromised and we're getting one. <laughs> you wanted one of those trees that's only got, like, half a tree. So imagine, if you've not seen these, I've got to do them, you might want to Google them. So imagine the top of your Christmas tree and then someone's just shaved the bottom so it's just the stick. Mm. That's what Phil wanted to get. Right, tune in for episode two of five of the Christmas miniseries with Jen's going, Reggie's pulled the tree down already. <laughs> we've, had to, we've had to throw it away. Right. I said if he pulls it down, I've handmade the decorations from last year, so I'm not too bothered if they break because mm. I was trying to save money last year when we first moved in, and actually I quite like the decorations. So let's put them up again, mm. so that if he breaks them, it's fine because mm. I put my heart and soul into them, so it's all right. I'll cry and then we'll be over it. Mm. And if he pulls it down at least two times, then we'll move it into the conservatory because we don't go in there because it's too cold. At least two times. Within the last minute, it's gone from if he pulls it down to if he pulls it down twice. <laughs> you watch how quickly this becomes. He'll just learn. Just leave it up. He'll be fine. I love Christmas, though. I can't do Christmas without a Christmas tree. No, I agree. And I said we should put one in the window. A little one. Oh, Right, let's let's tell you a joke. Okay. Oh, but we're not getting a real one this year, though. We have one year. Both of us. Oh, no, I had my first ever real Christmas tree. You used to have them at your mum's, didn't you? I had a Christmas tree. A real one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never had one. So I had my first and last Christmas tree that was real last year. It's not all, it's like... Needles everywhere. Needles everywhere and it leans after it about a day. It didn't even smell. didn't smell that great. Although there was lean. some days that where we walked in and was like, oh, that smell. And then I found out you can buy Christmas yeah, trees. Yeah, we get that this year? Yeah, we'd have to put a tree there. We'll just spray no. Reggie with it. Spray Reggie with it because Reggie like runs sprays. around. Yeah, but you bought him one million aftershave. I'm not surprised. Doggy million. Yeah. I like that when I was 18. I'm 30. Right. But he smells sensational. I don't know if that's a thing. Well, it is because I bought it. Fantastic. I got reeled in at the shop. I wanted some kind of shampoo when I came out with doggy perfume. It was early days. Should we tell this week's joke? Go on then. Okay. Is it Christmas themed? No. Oh. Went to the doctors. So I've got a problem with my hearing. So can you describe the symptoms? I said, yeah, almost bald and Marge has got blue eyes. <laughs> You've told me that one so many times. <laughs> That's why when he come through, I, was, I laughed at it. <laughs> when it came through, I was like, "This, I'm, I'm already laughing. <laughs> was like, I went to the doctor about my hearing, I was like, I know where this is going. This is hilarious. I know it. It's a good Burning one. it. Why? Because I've heard it so many times. But it's fantastic. No. Somebody else might have laughed at it, but you've overkilled it. Yeah, you have. Don't you, don't you shake your head, you are. I'll do what I want. I'll do what I want. It is, it is a splendid joke, and I've not overkilled it. And you should... Great song called Overkill, can't remember how it goes. It was on the scrub soundtrack back in the day. Well, that was a good tangent to go off on. Men at work, overkill. Can't remember it. Brilliant. Tune in next week for more things that Jen doesn't know. <laughs> right, thank right, you very then. much. Hopefully, you've taken something from this, and you're going to enjoy... The Christmas miniseries. Jen, do you want to run through what, what the next four are going to be? Oh, yeah, we can do. My laptop's just gone off, though, so just give me a second. That's all right. Um, so... I've got them here, so... I've got it. 
Oh, okay. Let me do it, you asked me. Because you couldn't find it. I've no, got it. Okay. What to do when family and friends don't take no for an answer? That's going to be a good one. That's next week. Mm-hmm. So definitely, if you're somebody who struggles with, you know, like when your family and friends are saying like, no, just have it, just eat it. This is going to be huge for that. So taking control of food, of food over Christmas. So things like um, snacking, alcohol, all the tra- many chocolates that are around. We're going to be chatting about um, strategies around that one. I was going to say, spoiler, we're not just going to tell you not to eat and drink. Oh, yeah, no. But it's going to be huge. So that's the third of the five. Uh, and then how to tackle Christmas period successfully. So we're going to be talking about um, how I try and keep a hiccup in while speaking, um, about routine and structure and lack of around Christmas and how we can survive that kind of chaotic period where you don't really know what day it is you don't know what you're doing when you're doing it how you're doing it all that palaver and then five of five is going to be timely how to make your new year's goals stick because that one's going to be on the and not get stuck in that new year new me mindset like um need to change everything about my life right now yeah and it's that one's going to be on the 27th of december so that one's going to be absolutely timely for like five or six days before you start yeah new year's well the new 2022 so hopefully we've set them up so that this is going to give you a real good like structure to the year end of the year know exactly what you're doing how to do it complete clarity and confidence in everything you're doing and then an episode to set you up for 2022 we are just too good to you too good to you so big well i was gonna say five but this is one of five four more huge 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 episodes coming up so if you know anybody that's going to struggle with any of what we've just been speaking about make sure you send them a link because not only can we help you but you can help them as well which is bloody yes. lovely, isn't it? so if you've not done already make sure you hit the little um subscribe, subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any of those episodes mm-hmm. and um if you could give us a little uh little rating a little review down below That'd be nice too. But other than that, I've an absolutely fantastic entrance into December. And I want to see Christmas trees. Christmas trees, please. Oh, and yeah. send in some Christmas-themed jokes and, and questions for us. Yeah, can we have some Christmas-themed jokes and questions? So send your, question, uh, send your questions to Phil mm-hmm. and your jokes for Phil for next week. Got a question for next week. Have send you? it me for the week after. All oh, right, okay. Just is it not a Christmas-themed one? It's not Christmas-themed. Oh, Christmas-themed. I don't think it is anyway. I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, being very demanding. Have an incredible week. <laughs> yeah, and speak to you soon. See you the week after. Ta da!